Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sanderlanch podcast. I am Jamie, and with me, as always, is... Jack. Joe. And Dita. And this week, we're starting on Elantris, where we're reading the prologue and chapters one, two, and three, wherein we meet Prince Rayodin, I think I got that right, of Aralon, <laughs> who has recently become a member of the Undead and takes us into the cursed city of Elantris. We meet his widowed, soon-to-be bride. Yes, you said, you heard that right. Uh, her name's Serene. And she is introduced to the city of Kay and becomes uncomfortable with the city's reaction to Rayodin's untimely demise. We finally meet Craven, a high-placed member of the Dorethi religion who's arrived in Kay to convert the kingdom to his religion or die in three months' time. So we're wasting no time working our way into this new adventure. So hold on to something, everybody. The Sanderlanch is about to begin. Feed the fire, set me free in this city of dreams. Push my mind into overload. Hack the wire, smash the team in this city of dreams. We'll be in So yeah, let's start off just uh, off the bat talking about the pronunciations because before we started uh, doing this whole thing, we had a big conversation about them. And there is a pronunciation guide on Brandon's website that we've addressed some, but we're going to pronounce these names weird because they're pronounced weird and I don't like some of the pronunciations that are quote unquote correct. So uh, I'm going to say Rowden because that's how I say it in my head and Hrathen, even though technically it's Rayodin and Hrathen, but... An interesting note is that Brandon has said when his this book came out, one of the things that critics called out were they're like, look, I know fantasy names are a whole thing, but he has gone overboard on this one. Like, this is too far. And so he pulled it back a little bit for uh, subsequent books like Mistborn, where we get easy names like Vin and Ham. So glad I'm not the only one who felt the same way. <laughs> no, even for fantasy, how the hell am I remember this? <laughs> exactly. Even fantasy, I mean, I mean, Frodo is not hard to say. You know, Gandalf, maybe you have to have that explained to you. But then Sam is easy. Pippin, yeah. Mary, like those are easy names to say. Yeah, this is just like, I mean, this is both all over again. You're just like, what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> what, why? Why are you doing this? Also, even the bad. title. Is uh, it, apparently it's technically pronounced Elantris. Oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> what? Wrong. No, no. Wrong. <laughs> no. It's it's Elantris. So Julia Louis Dreyfus lives here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she's like the leper queen or something. But I think the worst <laughs> one is where it's like double I. You pronounce both long I sounds. So like it, when we've come across the first one of those, I'm gonna have to call it out. But it's just it sounds ridiculous to me. Reminds me of how like George R. R. Martin would slip in like character names into like the some of the other localities in A Song of Ice and Fire specifically to fuck with pronunciation guides. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'll teach you people to try to pronounce yeah. things. Yeah, he's he's kind of just like, look, you guys will pronounce these names however you want, so I'm gonna slip in ones that every, your brain's just gonna explode trying to figure it out. I'm just, I'll just be like, hey, you you pronounce it how you want. <laughs> That's when we just come along and go, you know what? Your name's Meow Meow. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's what yep. happens. Uh, I've seen there's several books that I've read that are like they'll have pronunciation guides at the beginning. And then it's just like, but, you know, you do you 
Like, yep. I'm not going to hold you to, like as you're reading in your head <laughs> how you're supposed to yeah. pass these. I'm just providing this in case you want to know. So Raiden's going to be say, uh, Ray Ray, and Serene <laughs> or Serene is going to be Say Say. No, no. Ray Ray and Say Say. Ray Ray and Say Say. <laughs> I like it. I, I'm opposed to this. I'm strongly opposed. <laughs> what? I, I, if you had just said Ray Ray, I, I I I might be okay with it because but now they sound really similar, so I don't like it. Yeah, that's the point. They were supposed to be married, so they're Ray Ray and Say Say. That's <laughs> no, their we, couple. That's yeah, their couple we need a couple name. name. It has to be like one word is the couple name. Right? Oh, okay. So uh, right, say it. Ray Say. Ray Say. Yep, there you go. Ray Ray Say Say. Ray J Johnson. Ray J. <laughs> you can call. I him do you like Raycons? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, so, I've already started calling um, Raven's boss Viking Pope, so. Yeah, Viking Pope, exactly. Viking Pope. I'm on board with that. It's basically what he is. It seems like it, right? Like, it's very popish yeah. when we hear about him. It's like he, he's, he's the guy who talks to God and spreads God's word among everyone else, and he's like the top of their religion and their kingdom. He's Viking Pope. Yeah. The Viking Pope. So, <laughs> what did you guys think? We're starting a new book, new planet, new everything, new... Uh, incredibly hard to pronounce names. What did you guys think of the first uh, prologue and first three chapters on this one? Yeah, it was good to jump into a new story in my head. Visually, I'm having difficulty separating what I know of Mistborn to this book. So I'm really trying to separate them, but it's really hard. I kind of went through when we were hearing the description of Elantris. I was like, okay, well that's Luthadel and Oh wait, no, it's not covered in ash. Uncover it. <laughs> um, Uncover it. <laughs> Uncover it. What? Get He's the wearing a red colour in here? Okay. Oh, colour. Yeah. Great. Flowers. Oh. <laughs> um, so it's, it is a bit of an adjustment coming into a new world, which is it's quite funny. And, I mean, I've, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but, like, Mistborn was really my first introduction into a fantasy novel. So that's kind of all I know bringing it into a new novel it sort of followed me but I liked that we we jumped into it we're not really wasting a lot of time we are getting introduced to people pretty quickly there is a lot of information to absorb obviously a lot of characters a lot of side characters a lot of titles and positions and places and all that sort of stuff so I think it's going to take a little bit of time to sort of wrap my head around it but so far it's 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 pretty good I didn't expect us to go down like a zombie path that was that was totally different yeah and I guess we yeah similar structures I guess you've still got noblemen and and beggars and things like that to what we've read before but yeah I I think I like it I'm still processing it yeah and I I don't think we're done meeting and uh experiencing new things and having to remember stuff at this point yet so yeah (laughs) it's a very steep learning curve here I guess yeah. when you're reading like crime fiction or something, you don't have to learn about the planet and no, stuff no, it's, like it's, that. You already have some kind of picture of what the world looks like and what you're dealing with. And it's like, okay, murder. Okay, I get that. Here's all the words. Hey, people have normal names. I can pronounce them properly. You know, you, you, you're learning bits and pieces, but you're already somewhat familiar. Where I think these books, you're stepping into just anything. It could be anything. And I think I, I've sort of got to let go of, even though it's part of the Cosmere, it doesn't mean that this has to fit with what we already know yet. So I think, like, on some level, my mind is trying to draw parallels 
And I'm like, no, stop doing that. Just just appreciate the story for what it is. <laughs> so it'll take a little bit of time. I'm sure by the time we get to the end of the book, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you pulled out the, the zombie thing, because that's one of the things that he's talked about before. Is He's like, yeah, I want to do a zombie book, uh, but something that wasn't obviously zombie necessarily, so that it wouldn't, like, horror fans wouldn't have, like, this preconception of what a zombie story is supposed to be. So I was kind of, he's trying to do, like, subtle zombies. So I like that from the beginning, you're like, oh, no, this is like a zombie thing. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And it just that's not what I saw coming at all. So I think that was that was pretty well played. I like that. I'm going to go right out there and say I did not put together. That was a zombie reference. So there you go. Yeah. The undead. <laughs> it, it came together Hello? for me when when they said that, you know, and he's like, no, you're already dead. And like how their skin just gets soft and they don't get like they don't get stamina back and they're always hungry. I'm like, oh, zombie. Yeah. OK, now you say it like that. All right. I can sort of see it. I guess I'm just surprised. It was like you rarely see from the zombies point of view. And in most zombie fiction, it's like, well, they're a zombie. That's it. End of story. Whereas this one, it's like, all right, one of our main characters is like this. So presumably there's going to be like hunt for a cure or some some shit like that, which like doesn't really come up in zombie movies or when it does, it's always doomed to fail. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But on, on the whole, I liked it. Uh, Yeah. We jumped in full steam ahead, like very brief prologue. And then each chapter says, all right, this is the main character. Boom. This is the main character. Boom. This is the main character. Boom. And this is what they want. And like, all right, cool. We are just jumping in. And I I like where this is going. I like these characters. Uh, I don't think I had a problem with the pronunciations until we started talking about it. And then my brain exploded. So, but yeah, no, I'm 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 enjoying this. I look, I like the new world. It it is different enough from the Mistborn books, where it's like, all right, you can see the differences. You can, like, I'm, I think I can fold my head into. It's like, all right, different place. I did what I always do, and I looked through the maps, and I noticed one of the maps did have a reference from a character we've met before. So there's that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Good start. Good start. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, look at that. Hold on. I'm going to go back and look at the maps. I, uh, it's been so long since I've actually looked at those in these books that I wasn't even thinking about it. Are allowed to look at the maps? That's at the it's beginning of the book, right? So, yeah, I would think that the maps are okay to look at. I, it, I do yeah, it all it, the time in fantasy up. books. I, 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 like, you know, especially in uh, Serene's chapter where it's like talking about all the various places and the politicking and stuff like that. I'm just like, where is this place? Where am I looking at? And I flick back to the map and look at it. And, yeah, I just saw a note down there from Naz. Uh, yeah. See, I told you that we would see some maps that had like uh, his name on them, so that makes sense. Yeah, I do. I do it in fantasy books a lot too, because sometimes it's really important the geography of thing, and it's not yeah. like it's not like cities or whatever in our world where you can get a good idea always about like what stuff generally looks like. It's like I want to know what what they're talking about and where this is and where it is in relation to that last thing that we heard about or whatever. So I, I look yeah. at them a lot too. Oh yeah. On the, the map of uh, with Fjorden on it, you have a note from Nash. Sure enough, this map has severe deficiencies, especially in the Northwest, but it was the best I could find under the circumstances considering where you abandoned me. Naz. Nice. <laughs> I, the first few chapters of a of a new story series are always really tough for me. It takes it takes me getting into a, a good chunk of into a book before I have like strong feelings about it. Because usually the first strong feelings that I that crop up when I read a book is what is like, oh, I don't like this. So I'm trying to I'm trying to like hold that feeling off since we're just getting into it. I will say that 
it, it is clear structurally and and by the way that it's written to me that this was written before Mistborn because he's because um, of the things that Data said. You can tell it's not quite as polished the way that the way that he's doing transitions and things in the chapters. It's uh it's kind of abrupt. It's like okay we're with this we're with this character and then there's a there's a stop and then we're with the same character but it's later. So it's just kind of it, it's it's a weird it's a weird style for transitions that I'm it's kind of jarring for me but uh so far i am i'm probably the most interested in the uh raiden and uh hrathen hrathen storylines impending doom and being dead and trying to figure out how that works is uh more interesting to me than uh the secrets of court intrigue but i'm sure they'll all hopefully they'll all weave together in an interesting way so yeah i mean this is a brand new thing and i'm I'm kind of with jamie i'm like trying to draw parallels and i have to remind myself like no this is this is its own thing i just have to for right now i just need to understand what's going on here i, I don't need to try to draw so many parallels to uh to the cosmere as a whole so I'm just trying to experience it for what it is. That being said, it's like it's like first day of school again, right? We're we're starting this new <laughs> book, and it's like I th- I thought I knew all this stuff, but now I'm like, oh no, now like I have to form predictions based on very little data. So uh, it's it's going to be tricky uh, trying to wrap my head around this this uh, this new world and everything. So, but yeah, I mean, I am looking forward to it. So we'll see we'll see how it goes. Oh, also, I'll just take a moment to mention, since I didn't where I normally would, the new song is City of Dreams by Miracle of Sound. And when I dropped it into the Discord, people were like, wow, this song, this is what you chose? Really? I'm, it's, uh, I, I, <laughs> I like it. I think that if you look into the lyrics some, that they're really appropriate for the situation. So anyway, I guess let's get into these chapters. The prologue is like a page and a half. And that's with the giant illustration at the top of the <laughs> the page. Of circles and I almost said rhombus. That's not a rhombus. What would you call that? Uh, I don't know what that shape is. No, uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, so basically, once upon a time, Elantris was a really awesome city. The the very stones glowed with an inner light, and the Elantrians who lived there also glowed. It says like the city with their brilliant white hair and their almost metallic silver skin. The legends claim they were immortal, or nearly so. So right there, I want to stop. White hair, when I read that, read that for the first time, I immediately drew a parallel to to the guys that we did the play about last time. I'm like, white hair. It's maybe they're they're Elantrians. Well, I'm going to add to that, like, like one of them had, like, the silvery sheen to his eyes. I'm like, oh, okay, that seems coincidental. Yeah, Mm. so maybe these guys were... Elantrians from before Elantri, uh, Elantris was a zombie place. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, the traveler did have white hair and other dude had, uh, his eyes had silveriness to him. In this case, I think it, it, it says their skin was silver. And I don't know if either of those guys was described with like silvery skin, but that doesn't necessarily, that's an interesting thought. I like that. But I think that the interesting part about the Elantrian thing is that it, it tells us just people randomly became Elantrians. People who live in in the area or whatever, they would just wake up one morning and all of a sudden they were all white haired and glowy, silver skinned and had superpowers. Beggar, craftsman, nobleman, warrior, 
It's just you suddenly transform and then you you head off to Lantris to become a sort of living god, kind of. Where you could live in bliss, rule in wisdom, and be worshipped for eternity. Eternity ended ten years ago. It's a heck of a time for us to show up. It's ten years after everything went to hell. Now they have like a ghost town full of zombies, apparently. Yeah, zombie town. Sure. That's what this book should be called. One of the things that he says in the uh, in the annotations is he went through lots and lots of titles for this book before settling on this one. And uh, it should have just been zombie town. Clearly, that's the way to go. <laughs> Sorry, you you got to go with something that makes it obvious it's fantasy. Like zombie town could be anywhere. That could be downtown <laughs> Nebraska somewhere. It's true. Yeah. I've been to a zombie town there. Who says I haven't? <laughs> I've never been to Nebraska. I don't need to see corn. It's fine. I don't even know why I picked Nebraska. It was just the first place that popped in my head. <laughs> it's a rectangle. So an uh, interesting note from the annotations is that it ori- this chapter originally began at the moment that like he gets tossed into the city. He thought that it was very dramatic, like the door slammed shut behind him uh, bit. But And then all of this came up later as like a flashback to when he wakes up and everything. And eventually he decided, I should just start there. It makes more sense than flashing back to it for no particular reason. I think it would have been pretty confusing just to be all of a sudden like in the city, not quite understanding anything that just happened to him. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this way works. Yeah, agreed. So our our friend Prince Rowden, Ray Oden, whatever Rowden, I'm gonna what I'm gonna call him of Aralon. It's okay. How, 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 we're just gonna do this the whole time. How does Aralon? How's that supposed to be pronounced? Let's see. Can you say like Ari Lone or something? Yes, Ari Lone. Lee. Nope, Aralon. That's what it's called. Um, you know what? I reckon if you say it first, that's just how it's pronounced. Yeah. See? <laughs> it, it's just whatever my brain says it should be the first time over, that's what it's going to be for me anyway. <laughs> he wakes up, and we get this like kind of first-person perspective of him, like drowsy and uh, thinking about stuff. He can see the city of Elantris with its giant walls uh, off just next to the city. City of K-A-E. So I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce that. I've, I think I've always said K in my head. Does it say in here? Yeah. I think it must, it must be <laughs> K. It must be K-E, given how they say that these vowels should be pronounced. Nah, let's just do K. Let's do K-E. K. K. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> it just came out. I'm sorry. So... Getting turned into an Elantrian is called the Shoud or Shaod, and uh, it used to be great. Now it sucks. And he's thinking about like, man, that uh, sucks for those people, right? Am I right? Yeah. He calls for Ian, and then frowns, and he's, he's like, "Where's Ian?" He, he frowned at the Seon's absence. So whatever the heck that means. The Seon isn't that what like isn't that what we figure out like ashes and stuff? A glowing bowl. Yeah, it's oh like yeah, a glowing yeah, yeah. spirit ball. I've forgotten that we actually did meet up with one of those. Good point. Yeah, so maybe they oh, abandon you once you're dead. Like they're like, oh, we only hang out with the living. <laughs> we're we're uh we're elitists that way. We're glowing balls a lot, but we're not hanging around with people with blotches. No, no, no. that's that's no good. <laughs> you got a skin condition? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then his food shows really up. hates acne. Yes, my ex, my eczema flared up, and my my glowing life friend left me. He he said he couldn't be he couldn't bear to be seen with me. <laughs> they're they're very um quite shallow they're, little balls. Yeah, they're they? very shallow balls. Exactly. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Shallow balls, that a new band name I call it. <laughs> oh, they're very superficial. Light balls. The maid shows up with his food, but he opens the door and when she sees him, she drops it and screams out merciful Domi and runs away. He's like, What? And he runs over and looks in the mirror and it says his face was covered in sickly black patches, like dark bruises. And that he, must mean that the shout had come upon him. He sighs in relief. He's like, oh, I thought somebody had written a penis on my forehead again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, your nose is gone. So you don't even get white hair anymore. It says that his hair changed from sandy brown to limp gray. So you just look old, I guess. I don't know. All the sparkles gone. <laughs> It's like uh, it's it's like in Scott Pilgrim where his hair is all standing up and then when he loses his powers, it like slouches and falls down. And this would be this next part is where the story originally began with the Elantra city gate booming shut behind him because he thought that was a really nice opening line. King Iodine, Iodine, whatever. That's yeah. His name is King <laughs> Iodine. <now. laughs> well, you know, he seems, oh, he seems like a bit of a bastard makes everything sting. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it seems like he'd be used in salt to make it kosher or whatever. <laughs> he wouldn't even look at, like, meet his son's eyes as he orders the priest to prepare him and throw him into the city. So it's He's a, dead, Jim. Yeah, exactly. That would be pretty horrifying, though, to be like, well, my son died, but he's still here and talking to me. Mm. <laughs> he just got his hands on his ears going, la, 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 can't hear you. <laughs> it would make for an awkward situation, yeah. So it appears when you get thrown into Elantris, they basically treat it like your funeral and they dress you in like a, a robe like that they would bury you in like a sh- ugh, I can't talk a uh, a shroud. And then they uh, they give you a basket of food like they would bury somebody with, you know, stuff and they chunk chuck you in there and shut the door behind you and like stay in there. Don't bother any normal people with your weirdness. Yeah. Stop trying to eat our food. And like he's thinking back, he's like, man, I've stood on those walls and looked down at like the the poor creatures in the city, just like the guards are looking at me now. This sucks. All in all, he was having a rough morning. Yeah. He's like, this is this is actually him later. Like, dear diary, what a day. <laughs> Woke up dead. I don't even know how that works. And then I got <laughs> thrown in here. Now I made friends with a guy. Well, really, I'm just saying I'll give him this food if he if he shows me around. Oh, man, we're going to get there in a minute. I love that guy. He's the best. Uh, but we find out that every surface in Elantris is covered with uh, goop. Every surface in Elantris is covered in goop. I didn't remember this part. Yeah, it's like that oh, like slime. slimy and shit. Mmm, yeah. it's ectoplasm. <laughs> I really hope this is not just, like, excrement of the people there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They just rub it on everything. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> He can hear if you're you, dead, do you have excrement? That's a good question. I mean, they can still eat, so... Yeah, and drink wine, and, and I guess assuming if they really like wine, they may even still be able to get drunk. I just... I like that apparently it, it used to be a very colorful place, but it's all covered now with this one, like, sludge color, and so it makes everything look the same color now. <laughs> Delicious sludge. Yep. This is best as taste yummy. <laughs> <laughs> and he, see, he sees several lanterns just kind of laying around, some of them sitting in, like, pools of water uh, because it rained last night, not caring. 
one woman at the far end of the courtyard screams and just keeps screaming until her strength or her breath gave out. This is a depressing place. This is like it sucks to be a ska, but we may have upped the ante on that. Yeah, it sucks to be dead. I mean, I feel like that's a given. (laughs) It sucks to be dead, but not dead? Yeah, Yeah. it sucks to be undead. Vin and Ellen were okay with being dead, more or less. Yeah, the undead, that's the part. I feel like, though, if Vin and Ellen had died and gone to a place like this, they may have been a little yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fair. And then like, okay, oh, say, man, say, this was fun. We need to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Says, what is your afterlife? Sucks so much. <laughs> and so there's people, like, hanging out around. He, he sees, like, watching him. Like, they're waiting for something. And he's like, okay, this is this is unnerving. Okay. And eventually he uh, he moves and he starts... Walking around and the stench was overwhelming. The omnipresent sludge had a musty, rotten scent like that of dying fungus. So that's nice. And then there's a boy that he meets who's like, food, please. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll give you some of this food. Turns out that wasn't the best idea. But it establishes our prince as like, he's an all right dude. So he's a starving kid. He's not going to be one of those high and mighty royals. He's just like, the, the human touched me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's somebody get we away, can really get behind as an undead guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I like we're to have voice. a zombie hero, then <laughs> yeah, this is a good this kind. This is of zombie. the kind you want. Yeah, you don't want one of like the the zombies from World of Warcraft that are like under the control of the Lich King, and then after the Lich King, they're under control of like uh, the uh, Queen of uh, the Horde or whatever. You, you want to you want a cool dude, a nice guy, <laughs> a guy whose jaw is you know, still on. Sure. Sure. But as soon as he wanders off, uh, five dudes jump the kid and really mess him up. Uh, the, the boy is, as he gets his food stolen, he's crying out. And one of them just clubs his neck with a crunching sound. And the boy just falls down and they're spasming or something. It's not, it's not pretty. No. Yeah, and then they start pretty, chasing. Uh, him. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're, they're, they're chasing him down, and he only gets away by throwing his basket of food up into the air behind him and continuing to run, because that's what they're actually interested in. And it's not even, like, that much food in there. There's, like, some grain and a few other little bits, but it's, it, it describes how the five dudes crouch in the muck of the street, picking up the scattered vegetables and grain and just shoving stuff in their mouths. It says one guy had a handful that was a lot more sludge than corn and just shoves it all in his mouth. Oh, yeah. And Rowden stubs his toe getting away, which doesn't seem like that big a deal at first. And then a voice is like, looks like they forgot about you, Sule. And he's like, what the? Oh, oh, there's somebody else here. Okay. Hi. Pleased to meet you. I just moved in. Also definitely Elantrian, but not apparently from Aralon. His skin has the patches, but the unaffected parts were more dark brown colored than his pale skin. So I guess people from Aralon are white is what we learned. Yep. And he's like, oh, geez, I'm so glad that you're like a normal talking guy, not like insane or dying or whatever. And he's like, well, we can't be dying. We're already dead. Kolo? Question mark. Apparently, according to the annotations, this guy originally had much more of a uh, of a dialect that he was speaking in, mm. and uh, he kind of backed off on that uh, in rewrites. Yeah. Now he's just a Moogle that says Koopo after everything. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. 
I just kept thinking, oh, no, it's another spook. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can deal with Koopo over over spook talk for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but a, we- a word or two is better than an entire sentence. Yeah. And uh, just so listeners understand, I'm saying Koopo on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> we find out this is Galadon from Dooladel. What a fucking and- name. The pronunciation it says is <laughs> Galadon. So oh, Gal 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 Gadot. I'm gonna call him Gal Gadot <laughs> now. <laughs> and uh, he's Gal Gadot from Dunedain, not Dooladel. <laughs> and if you look at the maps, uh, Dooladel is just south of Erlon, across the Colono Colorno River. Colono, I don't know. So it's nearby. Yeah, just across the Colombo River. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he's like, wait, how can you be from Dooladel? I thought the shout only affected people from Aralon. And he's like, yeah, we're we're like a mix of people down there. We've got mixed blood, so there's some Araline, some Fjordal, some Teo. Some some other made up shit. I I I do like these like, hey, what's wrong? You got a splinter in the wrong place? There aren't many right places for that, I suppose. That's a good point. You don't want a splinter anywhere really? in particular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a very friendly uh, conversational dude. He's like, oh, I stubbed my toe, but like the pain's not going away. It sucks. Like, ah, yep. Welcome to Elantris, Sule. You're dead. Your body does not repair itself like it should. Every pain, every cut, nick, bruise, and ache will stay with you until you go mad from the suffering. Welcome to Elantris. And that would suck. Imagine just like yeah. living with a paper paper cut for the rest of your life. Yeah, but like or the pain like, never even dulls. Like it's always as painful as when you first felt it. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I'm one of those people that I'm sure my my toes or my knees or my elbows they see corners and go, I better hit that. <laughs> and I bump it. I come home with mystery bruises. Like I've broken six toes. I would not last in this place because I would just be broken. <laughs> that sucks. My wife, is, <laughs> my wife hasn't broken any toes, but she is just constantly like, if there's a corner, she's going to bump into it. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's actually really good. Um, I, I wear steel cap boots to work now. Oh, so I haven't there, broken the toes. In a, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. But yeah, I, I break them on, I've broken them on chairs, um, corners. My parents were painting our hallway when I was a kid and I, uh, used to do a lot of dance, so I was practicing down the hallway. They'd taken down all our wooden frames, so I kicked two toes on that. Uh, that was fun, yeah. So I would not last you. I would need my steel cap with me even if I was dead. <laughs> yeah, just remember that. If you, if you ever become a zombie, be like, I need those boots. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to send me <laughs> off into the afterlife with anything, make sure my boots come with me. Address <laughs> me in steel those, caps. Please. Oh, God. <laughs> Brings a whole new meaning uh, to like going out with your boots on. Yeah. Like, why yep. is it saying a lot? Why is it saying the last will and testament like your funeral attire must be a full suit of plate armor? <laughs> it makes sense, damn it. Because if I come back undead, <laughs> I'm gonna be really mad if I break everything. <laughs> oh man, think if like like the zombie apocalypse starts and like people are digging out of graves in the cemetery and one just shows up in like a full set of armor, that would be intimidating. <laughs> I mean, that's gonna eat people if it's wearing a helmet. Hmm. It just pulls it up. I guess if it's like a conquistador helmet, it doesn't have like a face piece or something. So you could sure. 
True. <laughs> it's it's like that zombie's trying to eat people and doesn't realize he can't get his mouth through the <laughs> helmet. So just, he just winds up headbutting people to death. <laughs> and we're back to the headbutt of doom. That's the secret to controlling the zombie outbreak. You just got to put helmets on everybody that they can't get off. So they can't bite anyone. <laughs> End of story. Oh, gosh. And so Rowden's like, how do you stand? Like, this is horrible. Like, it hurts a lot. And this is just one tiny, like, bump. And he's like, and Galadon says, well, we don't. We're either super careful or we end up like those rulos you saw in the courtyard. And the courtyard reminds Rowden of the boy. And so they run. he runs back and... The boy is still alive in a way. Eyes staring blankly, lips working soundlessly, neck completely crushed and a massive gash exposing the vertebrae and the throat, trying without success to breathe. Just lovely. And uh, Galadon's like, huh, yeah, not much left for this one. And Ron's like, how long is he going to live like that? Galadon's like, no, you, you don't get it. He's not alive because we're not alive. That's why we're here. He will stay like that forever. That is, after all, the typical length of eternal damnation. And Rosin's like, well, can't we do something? He's like, well, we could try burning him, assuming we could even make a fire. Uh, Elantrian bodies seem to burn better than those of normal people, and some think that's a fitting death. He's like, but what happens to his soul? He's like, he doesn't have a soul, or that's what the priests tell us anyway. All these different religions uh, say the same thing. We're damned. And he's like, but that doesn't answer my question. Will the pain stop if he's burned? Galen's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, how, how are you supposed to know? You're going to ask somebody after you've burned them? It's like, some people say if you burn us or cut off our heads or completely destroy the body in any way, we'll stop existing. Others say that the pain goes on. Colo? And he's like, yeah, hi, Colo. Yes, become pain floating through the land and just settling on someone to really annoy the shit out of them when they when they stub their toe. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the pain so much more, because there's a whole bunch of people that are just pain now <laughs> that go, oh, that guy just stubbed his toe. Quick, quick, yeah. get him. Time for a visit from the pain ghosts. Get her. That was your whole plan. Get her. Okay. Pain ghosts. There's a band name, Joe. Ooh, that is nah, good. It's got potential. <laughs> Eternal pain ghosts. Uh, Pain ghost. Uh, No, ghost pain romance. There you go. Ooh. <laughs> So I think we, we, we can get from from context clues that Colo means understand because he's like Colo and he's like, yeah, I Colo. So we got that much. And then at the end of the section, Rodin's like, just realized suddenly I don't have a heartbeat. And Galadon looks at him as if he's made an utterly idiotic statement. He's like, Sule, you're dead. Colo? So apparently Sule seems to be like a first person thing. I don't know. Maybe Galadon is just. Maybe Galadon's just blind. He doesn't quite get how Marco Polo works. He's trying to say Polo. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just saying Kupo. <laughs> but Kupo is like Smurf. Like, you can replace any word with Kupo. I don't think that's true. They usually only say it after they're done talking, Kupo. Oh, is that right? Okay. I'm going to have to go back and do some like, Final Fantasy. You know, you're on a radio or something. It's like, over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's basically, he's basically asking the dude after every single thing he says, like, do you, do you get it? You understand? Would you like, like me to repeat that? Okay, now I'm looking up Kupo. At <laughs> um, the trademark utterance of Moogles. Yeah, okay. Sure. Added or, at the end of many sentences as a means of emphasizing the sentence. Sure. All right. Can you smurf and believe it? In, in some games, the Moogles can only speak in Kupos. That's true. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, sidetracked. With, with Kupopo. Uh, they didn't burn the body. Because they don't have anything to set a fire anyway. 
And beyond that, Galadin's like, well, we don't really have the choice to make that decision, like the right to make that decision for him, right? So they just leave him in the street there to be in pain eternally. And uh, Galadon starts to leave, and Radon's like, hey, no, hold on. I want your help. And he's like, this is Elantris, Sule. There is no such thing as help. Pain, insanity, and a whole lot of slimes are the only thing you will find here. And so we find out that Rowden uh, snuck out a bit of food when he before he threw the basket away. And he's like, so, uh, you know, you must be really hungry, right? Like, uh, I'm really hungry, and I haven't eaten since, like, last night. It must be a lot longer for you guys. Uh. <laughs> I got some jerky. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, uh, he tries to bribe him. Like, he's like, I used to wonder when King Iodine fed the Elantrians, because I never saw any uh, supplies entering. I guess uh, I just didn't understand that. Like, he's the prince. He's, like, the king's son. He never really paid any attention to the fact that no food goes to these people. Well, he's probably just been raised on propagandas like, these are horrible people. Do not ever get involved with them. Stay the hell away from them. Don't think about them. So. Mm -hmm. That's a fair point. Well, and conceivably, he was around before the Elantrians, because if this was only 10 years ago, he's, right. he's very obviously older than 10. Back when Elantris was cool. Yeah. Also, we find out here, he's like, you called me Sule, Galadon. How could you kill one that you've dubbed a friend? So I guess Sule means friend. He's like, wait, you uh, speak Duladin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your Sule, buddy. I'm not your buddy, friend. <laughs> so he's, like, he's like, I want you to show me around for 30 days, and I will give you this piece of jerky. It's like, 30 days? Sule, you're Kayana. I, I love the, 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 the dialect parts. They're fun. It's much more fun than spook talk. Yeah, at least with with this, I know I'm not supposed to know exactly what he's saying. Uh, and he's, Rulo seems to be a, a negative thing that you can say, uh, call someone. Because he calls Rulo's him a shit. conniving Rulo. Rulo is just shit. You're a conniving shit. Okay, yeah, sure. But just when he agrees, he's he like he's muttering, he's like, Rulo. Okay, 30 days. Fortunately, I wasn't planning any extended trips during the next month. And Galadon's like, okay, well, after Rowden refuses to give his name, because he figures it probably is best if people don't know these royalty. Smart. Galadon's, yeah, probably. Or maybe no one would care. Who knows? Galadon's like, okay, let's, uh, it's time for the grand tour. And that's the end of this chapter. And we cut over to Serene. Who the pronunciation guide says is should be pronounced Serini, but I think Serini sounds dumb, so I'm not going to do it. Sorry, Brandon. Uh, she gets off of a ship to discover that she is a widow. And despite the fact that she's never met her husband, apparently there was a clause in the marriage contract that was agreed to between these two kingdoms where if uh, someone dies before the wedding is actually carried out, then you just treat it as if they had been married. Always read the fine print, kids. <laughs> and her companion, a melon-sized ball of light, is like, I never liked that clause. Just but I guess picturing that that uh, that gaseous ball of cloud that Amy tried to set Layla up in like an early episode. Oh and then ben yeah. Is, ben Ben is just like, oh, I think you came from a dimension that was big on musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how was I supposed to know the prince routed wouldn't last the five days it took us to cross the sea? And the like, the king sent one dude to meet his new daughter, I guess, to be like, oh, yeah, uh, your husband died of an unexpected disease as opposed to expected diseases uh, in the last yeah. few days. So, yeah, he didn't get he didn't get his planned injection of the plague. He died before we could <laughs> give it to him. 
Because her Seon is named A-S-H-E. We're going to see how to pronounce that. That is uh, an Aeon. So let me look at the list of Aeons. Ash. I mean, if you're talking about Aeons, you got Veil Four, Shiva, Ifrit. <laughs> no, Aeon is spelled uh, A-O-N, not A. Uh, I don't see a pronunciation for this actually. There, maybe it's in the back of the book where it lists the Aeons. And I'm determined. I'm going to find this. We're going to. I'm, I'm going to find out how to pronounce it so I can not pronounce it that way. <laughs> That'll teach him. I don't know. It doesn't really say here either. Okay. Probably. Given how it said that we pronounced the vowels, it's probably like a she or something. Uh, okay, sorry. Going back to where I was. She's the widow of a man that she's never met. We find out that Aish has left Aralon long ago and lived here for only a short time. So I guess he's been here before. Floating ball of light, dude. Thanks. That's helpful. I'm going to call that guy Ash. Sure. Ash, catch him. He's He's a pokeball. So you're saying he's Voltor, but I don't... <laughs> yeah, kind of, maybe. And uh, she's like, so when are you guys going to uh, have a funeral for this dude? And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, the burial will happen this evening. And she's like, I want to see the casket. And dude's like, uh, well, the, the king wanted you to be brought to him immediately. And she's like, just then I guess I won't spend too long looking at the casket. Huh? Let's go. And she notes that there's lots of people here at the when it cuts to Joe's right there a little a little bit of abrupt transitions. We cut to her at the the viewing tent or whatever. It's like there's a lot of people around, and the seance is like, yeah, he was a popular dude according to our reports. He was the most popular public figure in the country. Uh, the entire wooden casket was surrounded by a ring of lavish foods and offering on behalf of the deceased. They couldn't send some of that shit with him. Like that's mean. They all like all the stuff is being left for him, and they're like, nah. We don't, you can't have this. We'll send you with one little basket of stuff. We'll, we'll leave this in your empty coffin. Meanwhile, the real you gets this shit. Yeah. Well, the food wasn't even for him. It was like as an offering to like the God or whatever. So he, he, it wasn't even meant for him to begin with. That's true. It is an offering. And so is this food. Cause it says it's an offering made on behalf of the deceased. So yeah, that's good. Uh, that's okay. fair point. I guess it's an offering to the people of Elantris jumped on it. Yeah. Like the, the, not everybody in the kingdom knows that he's now a member of the undead. So mm. you've got to make it still look like he just died. So I guess if they would normally do these sorts of offerings, then they still have to do that. I guess so. that makes sense there. They they have a cover story that she's not allowed to see him because the prince's disease was unpleasantly disfiguring. And so the King has insisted on a closed casket for dignity purposes. I love that they went with like sudden disease that killed him rather than unfortunate horse trampling accident or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Taken him very suddenly and unexpectedly. Yeah. Eaten by a lion in his bed. Yeah. Like, you know, something else. <laughs> he fell down the stairs and it was very unfortunate, but no, they're like, yeah, yeah disease. Well, he up. went from totally fine to dead <laughs> yeah. in the five days. It, it happens. I guess if it was like a fall down the stairs, people would be like, well, we can have an open casket for that. So they need to have some excuse to They're like, no, closed. no. He uh, he fell down the stairs and then into his a face. pit. Yeah. And then like into a pit of acid. Like, no, it's not. It's not good. <laughs> we knew we shouldn't have left the acid pit there. It was a whole discussion. Yeah. Then he became the Joker and this giant bad character <laughs> like had to had to throw him off a building. It was a whole thing. We know you people hate clowns, so you don't want to look at that. Oh, but we find out that it's the coughing shivers that they say that he got. 
A man of Rowden's age and supposed vigor, dead of the coughing shivers? It could happen, but it certainly doesn't seem likely. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe maybe this is the day and age we live in, but coughing shivers, like, so he died of COVID? Yeah. Oh, interesting point, yep. Or you could just say, like, you know, whooping cough. No, it was COVID. I'm, I'm sticking with that now. COVID. He, didn't, he didn't even have a disease in reality, but yeah, it was COVID now. <laughs> and uh, she's becoming suspicious already. And she's like, why isn't the king even here? Like, shouldn't he be sitting vigil for his dead son? And like, Ash is like, oh, man, your father did ask me to try to keep you out of trouble. <laughs> she's like, that's a lost cause and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not happy. She's like how she, she's kind of upset that uh, her the guy she was supposed to marry went, went and died without ever getting meeting her. And there's a, she, there's this whole internal monologue about how she's almost past her prime at 25. Should have been married years ago. And routed had been her last chance. Wow. Sounds like uh, sounds like everybody's a straff in this world. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, that tells you all you need to know uh, like about this society. 25 years old, you're basically a spinster. Yeah, over the hill. Sorry. How dare you die on me, Prince of Aralon? It's sad, because she actually had started to like this guy in her uh, correspondence with him. It did throw me a bit when she, when they said, oh, you know, like I, sp- I spoke to him before we left. I'm just like, whoa, 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 wait, you guys have phones? And right. It's like, no, no, we, we, talk, we talk through the orbs. Yep. Yeah. We we do have phones, but we don't call them that. We call them, uh, you know, glowy creature things that turn into each other's faces. It's a whole thing. So basically, they're cell phones. They're just like the biggest cell phones ever. Yeah, yeah and they're, they're also like sweet, like three D cell phones. Right. And and this and they're sentient. So basically, Ash is just Siri. It makes me think of uh, what was it was it, is, is it Jor or Jor L or something? Master of scheduling. Oh. Yeah, uh, shit. yeah, it is Jor-El, I'm pretty sure. I am Jor-El, master of scheduling! Uh, good times. Maybe not Jor-El. Isn't it? Yeah, Isn't it's that... Jor-El. I, it I, I, I brought up the YouTube. Nice. What's uh, what's Superman's dad's name? Sorry, I was listening to that video. What, what'd you say? <laughs> is, is Superman's dad's name also Jor-El? Yeah, Jor-El is so. Superman's dad. Yeah. Come, son of Jor-El, kneel before Zad! Oh, man classic uh so back back to what we were doing um <laughs> she's like hey don't worry i mean you're gonna be lonely but you'll have an entire new court to explore enjoy that so she'd been a member of her father's the king uh the king of teo his diplomatic corps so she's experienced at like navigating these sort of uh situations or these uh the courts of other countries basically but apparently Aralon had kind of been unofficially quarantined by other kingdoms because no one understands why Elantrians suddenly became like horrible zombie things. And everyone's worried that it might be some sort of disease that could spread. But that doesn't seem to be the case 10 years later. And again, they keep them all locked up in the city. So who knows? And she notes that this, this the capital of Aralon doesn't seem to be reflecting the economic hardship that's supposedly being suffered by the rest of the country. And everyone calls the walls of Elantris enormous. I don't think that we have a good idea about exactly how big they are yet, but they are very big. Everyone agrees on that much. You and need to cherry pick a to graffiti the top level. <laughs> she's like, why do they live so close to Elantris anyway? Like, this is weird. It's a freaky city that everyone's scared of now. 
And Ash is like, well, there's only a couple of viable ports on the northern coast of Erlon, which if you look back at the map, it is uh, the northern coast is the only like coast of this country. So this is one of the this is the biggest of the ports or the finest, he says. But apparently their marriage was part of a treaty. And since it technically happened, even though the guy is dead, then the treaty is still in place. And according to the treaty, as long as she stays here and remains faithful to her husband, the king has to honor an alliance with Teod, is the name of the country, I guess. And she's like, oh, remain faithful to a dead guy. Okay, whatever. But the country of Teod needs this treaty because the country of Fjordan is expanding its influence at an incredible rate. Fjordan's priests are gaining in power. The collapse of the Dúladén Republic had changed things. So apparently that place that Galadon is from uh, collapsed. Fell, fell into disarray, and now Viking Pope is there to pick up the pieces. Right? Gotta love Viking Pope. He's the best. Yep. He's yeah. not going to stop till everybody's converted or everybody's dead. That does sound very Viking, yeah. Yeah. Also, just the font on the maps look very like Nordic runes, so... I'm oh, like, that's true. All right. Yeah. It's quite a fjord. So Serene's new father, King Iodine of Erlon, um, was a thin man with a shrewd face who, when she shows up, is talking with a bunch of people. And he makes her wait, which she is not a big fan of. Which is kind of a dick move, considering he told the guard, bring her to me straight away. Right? Maybe is he found like... out that she, like, took a side trip and this is him getting back at her? Eh, I guess. Or maybe he's just a dick. Who knows? I mean, being a dick is not mutually exclusive to any of these things. That's true. Yep. She feels that she's a connoisseur of the character of various nobles. And uh, she feels this guy gives every indication of being a man with a strong personality and a definite idea of how he wanted things done, which is not a bad sign. She's like, maybe I can work with this guy. And then he waves her over. And the first thing he says, is, no one told me you would be so tall. And she's like, excuse me. He's like, well, I guess the only one who would have cared about it isn't around to see it anymore, so whatever. <laughs> so, uh, no, well, everybody told me you were going to be an ass, but I was going to give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, but I guess not. <laughs> and he snaps his fingers and yells for Eshin, or Eshin, who is his wife, apparently. He's, she's just on a rope, so he snaps and she pops up. He's like, take this one to her rooms and see that she has stuff to occupy her, embroidery or whatever else it is that entertains you women. Damn, that's... Yeah, he's a catch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, the, ne the next little bit, Serene is just like, my God, this woman just doesn't shut up. And I'm just like, look, honestly, if, she, if like, Serene, you try being married to this dickhead and see how well you just want to blather on about anything that isn't him. Yeah, that's fair. And I like the queen's like, come on, come on, child. We must not waste the king's time. And Serene's like, oh, shit, what a merciful yeah. Domi, not oh, shit, merciful Domi. What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> yeah. How many times do you think the king has said that to his wife? Like, don't waste my time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's what he says when he wakes up in the morning. <laughs> That's the first thing he says. She's You're like, still I, here? Love, I love you. Don't waste my time. Oh, OK. Sorry. And yeah, we get into what Dak was talking about, which this whole next section is just Queen Eshin going on about whatever pops into her head about roses and she wanted the yellow roses but they had to make do with the the pink roses or whatever because the gardener couldn't find oh no i'm sorry they had to make do with the yellow ones because the gardener couldn't find in the the kind that she wanted and she's like maybe by next year we'll have some of the the, the pink ones it'll be great orange is sorry i, I missed that it's the orange ones she likes and the yellow ones that she hates and 
Serene's like, no one could possibly talk as much as this woman. She never lets a moment pass from being silent. And then she finally she's like, hey, here's here's your room. We unpacked your stuff. You've got clothing in every color, even yellow, even though I can't imagine why you'd want yellow because yellow is horrible. But uh, not your hair, of course. Blonde isn't the same as yellow. No, no more than a horse is a vegetable. Uh, we don't have a horse for you yet, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this lady clearly failed her SATs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> horse is to vegetable. Come on. Ye- yellow is to blonde as horse is to vegetable. It's exactly. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no. What's, what's, what's she got against the color yellow? Was her mother murdered by daffodils or something? <laughs> Hot diggity daffodil. <laughs> but uh, for now, she won't be allowed to wear anything, even yellow, if she wanted to, because uh, she's in mourning for her dead husband. Quote. I, I don't know if that's a quote unquote husband. Contractually, they're married. I don't know how that Con- works. Contractually, but deceased spouse. Yeah. So she has to wear black for a while. And while talking about the flower arrangements for the service, uh, she somehow, the queen somehow segues, segues into how much she hates fjordal cooking. And so Serene has to lead the woman to the door politely and kind of like shove her out into the hall. She's just like, don't waste my time. <laughs> and in the meantime, her seon, Ash, has been exploring and trying to get information. And he shows up floating through the window and it's like, yeah, I didn't, uh, there's not as many seons as I expected. I, the city used to be like overflowing with them, with us once upon a time. And everyone is hesitant to discuss the prince's death. They consider it extremely ill-omened for a prince to die so soon before he was to be married. Yeah, that's, that's not good for anybody, probably. And Serene decides that she thinks someone maybe killed the prince. And that's why it's being like hidden. Because she's like, nobody seems bothered by the death of, like, this person. No one in the court, anyway. There were lots of people over at the tent who were sad about him because they loved him. But the king and the queen don't seem to give a shit. Oh, well, you win some, you lose some. Children? (laughs) But apparently the queen's not really his mom. His mom was Iodon's first wife, so... Like, maybe that explains why she doesn't care. Maybe she she didn't like her, her stepson. Who knows? And she has to try on some some black clothing, and she complains that all the Aralene women are unnaturally short. And Ash is like, yeah, okay, if you say so. And then Ash is like, oh, by the way, your dad really wants to talk to you? And there's probably something that you should tell him, you know, just... So the ball of light forms, melts into a glowing head, the head of King Eventio of Teod. Fantasy FaceTime. Yeah, basically. It must be really convenient to have this, like, sentient, like, her secretary slash friend slash cell phone. It's nice. Yeah. As long as you don't have one that's, like, a jerk. I don't know. That would <laughs> suck. to see more of them. Right? And uh, the king's like, hey, are you nervous about the wedding? And she's like, oh, speaking of the wedding, yeah, uh, you don't really need to come next week. It turns out there's not going to be a wedding. And so we've, we we do find out, like Dax said, that she'd spoken to him through Seon. And we, we know that he had one because when he woke up in the morning, he's like, hey, where's my Seon? And he's like, look, I know you wouldn't have gone, decided to go through this if you hadn't convinced yourself that you could come to love this guy. You're such a romantic. And she's like, no, no, whatever. It, it's a political marriage. We all knew it. It's fine. Now our countries have more in common than just language. Our royal lines are related. Although... If she has to remain faithful to her husband and he's dead, I don't know how they can have an heir to this throne. Maybe that'll come up later. It's like Bible times. It's like she has to 
just to get with a sibling or a relative. <laughs> and yeah, who was his best man? I wonder who. We we haven't seen any of his friends yet. Because I feel like maybe his friends, if they don't know uh, what happened, they should also be suspicious. Because for her, it's been five days since she talked to him and he was fine. People who know him here, it w- it's been one day since they saw him and he was fine, right? So this should be suspicious. But she's like, no, no, I would have made you go through with the marriage regardless. We need this treaty too much. Our armada won't keep Fjordan off our shores for much longer. And he's like, oh, you, my, my little girl's all grown up. And she's like, yes, all grown up and fully capable of marrying herself off to a corpse. And she's like, besides, if he was anything like his dad, like, oh, geez, you should meet this guy. And her dad's like, yeah, I heard stories. I hope that they weren't true. And she's like, oh, they were. I don't know what stories you heard, but this guy sucks. They were true. Like, he eats babies. I don't care what you heard. It's It's, it's probably all true. And her dad's like, do you want to come home? We can void the contract. It's fine. And despite how tempting that is, she's like, no, no, I have to stay. It was my idea. We need this alliance, you know, so on and so forth. And she's like, no, I have to stay. Besides, maybe it'll be interesting to have a new, an entire new court full of people to play with. It says, he, he says apprehensively, I know that tone. What are you planning? She's like, nothing. Just a few things I want to poke my nose in. It's like, don't me protect them. They don't know what we've shipped over there. Go easy on them. I don't want to get a note from Minister Naolin in a month telling me that the king has run off to join a monastery and that they've made you their monarch instead. He thinks he thinks very highly of his daughter. It's nice. I like their relationship. It's nice to see a, a good father figure in there. Right? Like they, they're obviously <laughs> close. It's, it's quite sweet. The first good father figure we've seen, given uh, that Strap yeah. is, I think, the only other one we've had. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the Kelsier surrogate father took her to yeah. a place to get stabbed, you know? That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, I've got a question, like, the nickname is, like, Leaky Stick? Yeah, Leaky Stick. <laughs> Did it, I don't remember it, it's pronounced. Yeah, well. Yeah, so apparently it explained that, that it's, like, that's the name of the tall, thin post that marked the goal line in his favorite sport. So even in adolescence, she'd been undeniably lanky. He's like, you look like that tall, thin stick. I'm going to nickname you that. That's, yeah, that's odd. <laughs> that's like, like a, a that's like a normal a dad thing to do, at least in this U.S. It's like name your daughter, some like nickname your daughter, something super. Uh, what's it's endearing yet at the same time insulting. What if you're going to like just short and squat, you'd, you'd call it football. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like to imagine that he's sitting there watching his favorite sport on the TV. And he's like, he turns to look at his daughter and she's super tall and thin. And he turns back to look at the screen. It's like, there's that stick right there. He's like, man, you look just like that stick. I'm going to call you Leaky Stick. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then I like it. He ends with like, oh, here, let me get your mother. She'll want to talk to you. She's going to faint dead away when I tell her you've already killed off poor Rowden. And she's like, father. Uh, yeah, fucking <laughs> brilliant dad move right there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a little soon for the for that particular joke. Yeah. He's just like, honey, making... honey, you're never going to believe it. You killed him. He's Guess dead. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Your son-in-law. You never even met him. He's dead. You know how you're worried about having a son-in-law? Well, guess what? You're going to see like you're in for a good surprise. You don't have to worry anymore. It'll be, it'll be an even bigger surprise if they ever find out he's a zombie. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, we we say it's like, oh, he shouldn't be making jokes about it. She was making jokes about this, so I yeah. think she just opened it up. That's okay. That's fair. She has to make jokes or or else cry at this point. So, so we cut to chapter three where we meet yet another new character, 
none of Aralon's people greeted their savior when he arrived. It was an affront, but not an unexpected one. Harathan, Harathan, whatever, I'm say Harathan. He has three months to convert the entire kingdom of Aralon. Otherwise, holy Jadeth, lord of all creation, would destroy it. So that's a yeah, heck no. of a timetable. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> he doesn't seem to, he, he seems to be enjoying the idea of this challenge, so... So I guess there used to there used to be four small cities surrounding Elantris, and I think you can probably see them on the map of Elant- with the, that shows Elantris. But uh, only this one, the new capital, is still inhabited. No fortifications, because in the past, you know, they lived in the shadow of the the city of immortal gods or whatever. So who need who needs uh, city walls and stuff, right? But that's this guy's immediate thought is like, how militarily defendable is this? He's like, you couldn't even retreat into Elantris, and they wouldn't help that much. But of all the, the, the places on this continent, the land named Opalon by the Aralines, only Aralon itself had avoided coming under dominion of the Fjordal Empire. So this seems to be like uh, like a theocracy, maybe. The religion seems to be kind of leading this empire, from what we're hearing. I don't know. Yeah. It's That's a, the impression um, I get religious military expansion heck of a thing yep and so uh the people are very impressed uh, as he walks down the street in in such a way that they the conversations stop and everyone's just staring at him as he walks down the street in his blood red armor the plate armor of a drethi imperial high priest so the 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 high priest of the empire gets special armor to show off i mean, I mean walking around in a blood red suit of armor that's a pretty big statement right and he's like, he's, start, he's starting to think he's going to have to find his own way to the Dorethi Chapel when finally uh, a dude in red shows up. He's like, oh, hey, Lord Rathen, what's up? I'm so sorry that we thought you were coming in on a diff- different ship. We didn't even find out until uh, they were halfway done unloading that, that you were on this ship. And Rathen is not impressed by this dude, this uh, Fion. I don't know. I don't know how you would say this name. And th- th- the names from Duladel and uh, the this empire. The Fjordal empires seem to use different pronunciation or language terms, which are not in the pronunciation guide, I don't think. So uh, some of them are like apparently Fjordan is pronounced Fjordan, Fjordan. So the J doesn't really seem to have much effect. Well, that sort of adds a sort of a Y to it. Fjordan. Fjordan. Very well, Nordic. The way I was saying it is like Nordic, like Fjordan, but in, in this pronunciation, it's just Fee, F-E-E, and then Or. So, oh. fee, yeah. Anyway, so you can't even follow the same pronunciation rules necessarily for these other country uh, names. So maybe this guy's name is Phone. <laughs> but he's smiling, and Phone is that Fion, Fion, whatever. Waving to people on the streets, calling out pr- pleasantries, and uh, Rathen is not impressed by any of this. And when they show up to the chapel, there's like some sort of social event going on. People milling around laughing and joking. And it's just that this this is so far over the line. The wrath is like, OK, no, this is too much. Artith the fun Fion police is here. heresy. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Exactly. it is. It's the fun police. Exactly. Artith Fion, assemble your priests. And uh, they kick everybody out and they have a they have a priest meeting. And he's like Arteth, which I guess is some level of priesthood. He's like, the ship that brought me here is leaving in one hour. You're going to be on that ship. You're going back to Fjorden. And the guy's like, what? He's like, speak Fjordal, man. 
surely 10 years among these heathens hasn't corrupted you so much you've forgotten your native tongue. And uh, the guy's like, but, but, but enough. I have orders from Rin himself. Or Wyrn, however you want to say that. I say Rin. Yeah, I've been saying Wern, but I don't know. Wern makes that's sense. Was, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Viking Pope. Yeah, Vi- yeah, Viking Pope. There we go. I've forgotten. <laughs> we, had, we had a good name for him. So Viking Pope says you've been here too long and you've forgotten your holy calling. You are not you, you, you're not good enough to see to the progress of Jadeth's empire. They don't need a friend. They need a priest, a Dorethi priest watching you fraternize. We're not here to love the people. We're here to help them. You will go. Oh, that's a bummer. And he's like, but who's going to lead the temple? The other artists don't have enough experience. And he's like, I'll take over. And then we cut to him. He's hanging out in his room. Which he's taken over from this other guy. Not uh, not a great view, sadly. But uh, you know, you do you, you you do with what you have. Should have kept someone out who had a better office. Right. <laughs> well, this guy was the head honcho, so he should have had the best office by default. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he did. Maybe they just all have terrible offices. Yeah. Man, this building's a shithole. We really need a second story. Yeah. Well, he's not happy it's that it, it's not it's not majestic enough to have a second floor. But you know. <laughs> And like he's he's already removed all the guy's paintings from the walls and thrown out all of his personal effects. Uh, the chamber was approaching a, like, a level of dignified orderliness appropriate for a Dorethi Giorn. All it needs now is some tapestries, maybe a shield or two. Really spruce the place up. Yeah, I was like I was like a shield or two just around a room. It, it really it ties the room together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what office is complete without a tapestry? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the Good old, good old Fionn shows back up. He's like uh, apologizing, like I'm sorry, I've messed up. And then Frathen turns into the the operative from Serenity, where he's like, "Do you know what your sin is? It was complacency." <laughs> I don't remember that as one of the. Killed seven. me with a sword. How weird is that? I guess Con- that would come under sloth. Maybe, yeah. Contentment has destroyed more nations than any army. I don't know that that's true, but okay. Yeah. And uh, he tells him, "Okay, look." You're going to go back and find a new way to serve the Empire. It'll be great. We are, we are Jadeth's chosen people, and we all have a place in his Empire. Return to the homeland, join a monastery, reacquaint yourself with the things you've forgotten. And he's like, and I want you to understand something. My arrival here is not a bad thing for you. This is more of a blessing than you know, because you don't have what it takes to do what is going to have to be done. And so he's like, look at that scroll right there on the table. And the dude's like, this has the official seal of Viking Pope himself. He's like, uh, no, not just his seal, his signature as well. That was penned by his holiness himself. This is not just a letter. It is scripture. And he lets the dude read it. And when the dude is done, he's like, wow, thanks. Yeah, I could not have done. Like, I couldn't have done what, what needs to be done here. I do not envy you your place, my lord. Not anymore. And he. Rathen pulls an envelope out of his bag. He's like, here, when you get back, give this to the priests. It's a letter from me telling them to accept your reassignment with grace befitting a servant of Jadeth. And he's like, oh, thank you so much, and withdraws. And he's like, man, this guy uh, got really lucky. I almost gave him this other letter that would have uh, condemned him as a traitor, and he would have been, like, uh, killed or something. I guess it doesn't say exactly what would have happened to him. So that worked out well for Fionn, even if he uh, wasn't aware of how badly it might have gone. Once again, he's a savior. No, he's here to save everybody. That's what Harath is here for. <laughs> he's, he's the good guy of this story. You guys just don't know it yet. 
Correct. Right, exactly. He he is the savior. He's the guy. He's the one. He's like Neo. <laughs> <laughs> Neo in a bitchin' suit of armor. Yeah. If yeah. Neo had a blood red suit of armor, maybe Agent right. Smith wouldn't have messed with him. I, I I think it's the blood red suit and the fervent following of a god. But this just this guy just reminds me of uh, Game of Thrones. I can see that. I can see him being. Yeah, there. I got this. I got the same impression. He starts interviewing all the other. Arteths, and he's like, man, this guy really messed up his underlings. He'd been lenient to the point of flagrancy. Oh, goodness. Half the priests were hopelessly corrupted, including men as new to the city as six months. He's like, I'm going to have to send, like, all these dudes back and get better ones. Like, how long does it take to get here? You've got three months, dude. That's true. I mean, we know it doesn't take long to get here from, uh, from Teod, so maybe they're not that much farther. Who knows? Yeah. And he's like, I got to pick a head Arteth from the ones who are left, but they all kind of suck, so I don't know. And then we meet Arteth Diloff, who, strangely, is an Aralene. He's like, how on earth did you become a priest of Durethi? And the guy's like, I wanted to serve the Empire. Jadeth provided a way. He's like, yeah, Jadeth always provides a way. Be more specific. I want you to answer my damn question when I ask it, not come up with some BS. And so this guy's a local that was recruited and is apparently fiercely loyal to this religion, at least from what we see here. And he's like, like half the people here came with me. I moved here uh, not that long ago from uh, a different city where I was leading the locals. And he's like, look, I agree that uh, Fionn, he sucked. He he was the worst. His laxness is what kept Jadeth's kingdom from growing in Aralon. He made a mockery of our religion. And Harathim's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, this guy's good. Death to Fionn. Sure, sure. <laughs> Fionn was lax. He was he was lazy. It's like, yeah, OK, yes, yes. My, you're right on the money. Yeah, he smelled like, uh, I don't know, B.O. But uh, Harathan is impressed not only at this guy's like fervor, but he speaks the holy tongue better than any foreigner he's ever heard. So he's like, this guy might be useful. Like what one complaint that people always have about Shu Dureth, which I guess is the religion, is that it favors the Fjordals. They're the chosen people. So I guess they get favorable treatment in this religion, which would make it hard to convert other peoples, you know. All are welcome, but not quite as welcome as us. Everyone's equal, but we're the most equal. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, Man, this guy's got a lot of passion in his eyes. This is uh, and ambition. Hmm. So he's like, are you sworn as any man's Odiv? The guy's like, no. And he's like, good, then I will make you mine. So apparently that's a thing. An o- he's like, you're my Odiv and I'm your Hroden. You will be mine heart and soul. If you follow Jadeth, you follow him through me. If you serve the Empire, you serve it under me. Whatever you think, act, or say will be at my direction. So this is a pretty serious uh, commitment, it seems like. Yep. This is one of those things that I was like, it's, it's meant to sound like it benefits our friend, the the one who's being promoted. Uh, I can't remember his name. I don't. <laughs> Diloff. Um, Diloff. Okay. It, it's meant to sound like this is all really good for you, but at the same time, it's like I'm covering my ass. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to get you like too, too high up. You still just remember your place, my friend. Yeah. Well, and it's and, uh, the way the way that he says it here. He's like apparently. Rathen is an impu- uh, in a, an important Gjorn, whatever you know. The, we're, so many new words, but he, he's he's a high up dude, and so being his like direct report or whatever you, you call you know his Odiv is 
get you a lot of power and respectability. It's like he mm. would be Hrathen's slave if that slavery would carry him higher. So it's sort of mutually beneficial, but yeah, it, it really sounds like it's not that great. <laughs> but it's a very fjordal thing to do. Ambition was the one emotion Jadeth would accept as readily as devotion. So that's an interesting uh, note, is that ambition is big in this religion. They like that. So he's like, here's your first order. Fionn is supposed to be getting on a ship. I want you to follow him, and if he doesn't, then you kill him. And he was like, I'm on it. <laughs> Here's your first order. Bring me Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> and then after he leaves, Rathen's like, I'm going to read my my letter from from the Viking Pope. It's just that awesome. Even though I already know it off by heart, I'm going to read it again. Because yeah. I like it. So that we can read it, which is convenient for us. <laughs> and it's just so, yeah. like, behold the words of Jadeth through his servant, Wern Wolfden the Fourth, Emperor and King, High Priest and Son. Your request has been granted. So, yeah, okay. It's very dramatically written. No, Not much longer will I slumber within a tomb of rock. The day of empire <laughs> is at hand. Behold! So, yeah, he's, he's like, uh, I've got an army ready. And we're going to take these people. Uh, there's three months left before the destruction of all who oppose my empire. So that's how long you get to try to convert them. So these are the, the words of Jadeth, Lord of all creation, but written by his servant, the emperor and prophet, ruler of Jadeth's holy kingdom and regent of all creation. Well, that's not overly dramatic at all. Yeah. Fucking court darn fuck around. Yeah. Seriously. Viking Pope, prophet of the hierarchs of the covenant. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, this is going to be great. I'm going to be the one to bring these kingdoms around and convert them. It'll be awesome. And he's like, they've re they've resisted for this long, but someday they're going to call me their savior. And that's the end of our chapters for that this week. Man, so much, uh, a lot of posturing in, this, in, this in these chapters. You're not wrong. Like she's going to be queen of the court. Raiden's going to be king of the zombies. This guy's going to be the king savior of the, of the world. King of the king of the trolls, king of the zombies, whatever. Yeah, uh, zombie trolls. You know, he's not he's not discriminating. <laughs> okay, so zombie trolls. That's like uh, that's like uh, oh man, we just read the series and I can't remember their names. The giant Colos. blue guys. Oh, yeah, Colos. Yeah, yeah. So he runs into one in the in the streets. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? Human, no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, human just shows up. Human was on skate reel. Now human here. <laughs> Need to take whiz. <laughs> so a lot of stuff to take in this time around. A lot of new things. Let's move into predicaments. What do you guys think? What are we going to see out of this book, out of these characters and so on? Well, it's pretty pretty early days. This Jadeth religion, I think that's well, we're setting them up to be the ultimate bad, even though this guy thinks he's Domi's gift to everybody. I, I, I like the incorporation of Domi there. That was good. Yeah, are you pleased I remembered that? I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think they're probably going to be the ultimate bad. I think we're going to see... Oh my god, I can't remember their names. Serene? Rowden? Rowden, yep. I, I think we're going to see them find each other 
probably fairly quickly. I don't know. I think she's going to get really curious. She's already really curious about what happened to him and she's going to dig in and find out. And, yeah, I, I don't know whether it's going to become like a we need to find a cure or maybe it's a, I don't know, something about this religion. They are working on things separately and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how uh, our zombie friends are going to fare in this very well. I don't think it's going to be about a cure necessarily, but I do think they'll team up um, at some point and, yeah, ultimately, I guess, overthrow this religion in three months' time, maybe, before they're all destroyed. But we've got the other, is it Teod? The other country? Yeah, the country, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, to consider in there too. So once once um, once they're done here, they've still got to save there too. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of all I've got this week. Still very very early days. Mm-hmm. As as far as our characters go, I think that um, Rowan Rowden uh, is going to he he's he's just going to explore he's going to try and find the secrets that are buried in Elantris what actually I think he like, he will find out what eventually happened in there and why everything changed from being oh this is a place where everything is wonderful and people become superhuman to everyone here is like stricken with some kind of plague so i i feel like uh, just a, there are uh, a few a few things that are just sort of like sticking out to me because we've just been reading secret history and learning all about the shards. I've been thinking in those terms. I feel like the the shard shard that t- that turns people. I think that was that was a process controlled by one of the shards. And I don't know if either like you know you had a benevolent sh- uh, shard like preservation who was there granting these powers to people. You know, trying to be equal in who he, he in who he or she gave the powers to, and then. Either someone killed that shard and ascended, and the change in powers, like the change in the shard's uh, powers as a result of the new user somehow fucking everything up, or else another shard showed up and booted the benevolent one out and is now just like just messing with people and turning them into zombies. I feel like the fact that, you know, they were very confused by, oh, the, the Seons, the Seons, um, them, there's meant to be heaps of them around here because this is where they came from when Elantris was a good place, a pleasant place. Now all of a sudden they're gone. I'm just like, that sort of reminded me of how the mists avoided people touched by ruins. So maybe mm. if it if it is another shard, then all of a sudden the Seons are just like, well, that's like the like uh, you know power from an opposite shard that we will have nothing to do with. So we're going to back off. But yeah. I do feel like the word shard is not going to come up in this book. It didn't come up at all in the mainline Mistborn trilogy. It only showed up in supplemental materials. So yeah, I don't think yeah. that'll... It's it's just going to be people talking about different gods and different powers. I don't know if Jadeth is going to be one of these alternative shards. I mean, he's you know, living, literally living, living under a rock. So who knows how that's going to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel, I feel like that's going to be Rowland's journey is digging into Elantris, finding out the secrets of just what the hell happened and why it went from a city of shining lights to a city of slime and goop. That would, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he's got to do something. He's stuck in there now. He's going to have to figure out something to do with his life at this point. He just, he just, he just seems like a naturally curious dude trying to figure out what the fuck. So, um, yeah, that's <laughs> so yeah, and so and maybe he will become king of the zombies, and then. When uh, the when Viking Pope leads uh, people across um, Aralon to to try and kill them all, all of a sudden it's Rowland and the zombie army who saves the day. Who knows? Mm. I also like Vikings your idea. first zombies. 
<laughs> there, there's your there's your one line pitch for for this book, but Vikings versus zombies. But I like the idea that we might be dealing with like another uh, like shard duo, and we can try to spot how they're operating behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hope it's not a duo because we just came off a book where that was the crux of it. So yeah, yeah, but fair point. But but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's got there's I feel like at least one shard is involved in all this. Makes sense. Okay. So yeah, I like I like what you guys both said. Got, we've definitely got some interesting things, Dak. I like the parallels you're drawing um, from from what we kind of know from behind the scenes of Secret History. And uh, basically, my theory is, like, yeah, Raiden may may actually uncover some truths uh, within Elantris. And uh, I'm just going to work with this theory for right now. I think his dad is somehow behind it. Um, reading, kind of reading some of the stuff that we've just from these first couple of chapters it sounds like his dad kind of came to power in this area when elantris fell yeah, yeah um so it's it seems like maybe he might have had something to do with that and i'm gonna take that a step further and and, and draw some parallels like dak did i'm gonna say that originally the powers that came upon people that were living in elantris was some kind of investiture from a shard and either that shard's power was corrupted by a separate person, like Dak said, or maybe even somebody attempted to to kill the shard, and maybe they killed, kind of like how um, uh, preservation was dying. It's like this shard is is like the power has kind of been severed from the body, so now it's kind of going wild, and it's it's uncontrollable, and and instead it's like it's becoming it's becoming these things. Also. Uh, it's it's turning people into zombies. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, right. Also, gotcha. the Shayad. Wait, the touch by the Shayad is that what turns them into zombies? Is that what? Yeah. Saying? So the 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 shout or whatever is what they called the process of becoming a Lantrian. Okay. Both, okay. Okay. So whether it was back in the good days or whether it's now when you get turned into a zombie, it's right. that pro that change. And then what are the what are the balls of light guys called? The ash. Seons. S e o n. Okay. So I think the Seons are like a different investiture like process, like they're powered by something else. And also, I don't know if I just kind of surmise this or if it's somehow hinted at in these chapters, but I think the Seons used to be like regular people too, and then they turn into Seons. Oh. Again, I don't know if that's hinted at in here, but something I read in the chapters made me think that. I'm not sure what. Um, okay. Something about him, uh, Ash, I guess, like, living in k or visiting k or something like that but he may have done it as a seon i don't know but so i'm i'm my working theory on that is that uh that they were humanoid at one point and then they transformed into like this this different form of energy matter and if we're going to really tie it to like secret history maybe it's like they're they become pure spirit or something mm. So I'm worried, you know, I think that might be interesting. Uh, but yeah, I want to see Brayden like uncover some secret in Elantris and that, you know, his dad's actually secretly behind this stuff, which is also why he's kind of like just shooing under the covers that his son is now in Elantris. And um, and I maybe maybe his original mother uh, dying had also had something to do with what's going on now. Just I'm just throwing that out there because that's what we know mm. about him, right? His mom died, so 
and so we've got that. And then as far as Serena, Serene goes, uh, Sereni, whatever, I, I think she's going to uncover some secrets on her end as well. And I do think maybe they're going to team up eventually, her and Raiden. But my guess is it's going to be like at the halfway point or near the end of the book. I don't know that they're going to meet like early, early on in the book. I think that's more of something that like kind of gets uncovered near the end, possibly for her. But I think she's going to work her way through the court, do some fun and interesting things. She seems like a, a strong personality, so that's exciting. Now, this Frathen, Frathen, I, uh, this guy's crazy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this guy's crazy. <laughs> like, like I said, I love his. And zealot. then there's this asshole. Zealots are always really interesting. And so I, I just kind of see some major shakeups. Like, he, I don't think he's going to be a dude yelling on the corner with a sign saying the end is nigh. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's what we're going to see. I think. I think he's going to take some like direct, pretty direct approaches to what he's going to do. So far, that he doesn't strike me as somebody who's super, super calculating or conniving, but maybe I'm I'm wrong on that. He seems more like, based on what we've read so far, he seems more like a reactionary to me. So I don't know that he has like some big plan, but again, we only read one chapter with him, so maybe he does. Right, right. Uh, but I think these things are all going to converge, like his gods, wrath the secrets of Elantris and the intrigue in the court, I think we're all going to, they're going to have a collision um, in the book. And, and, uh, and these three, maybe these three characters are, are so main characters that they're eventually all going to become acquainted with one another. So uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Like everybody else said, still really early on in the book. So those theories may change, but that's what I got. Seans are the, are the new like Coloss or Inquisitors. Maybe there's yeah. like a spike in there somewhere. Right. Like there's something well, in there that does something. Uh, can I just tack on something that occurred to me listening to you talk about the Seans and whatnot? Sure. Yeah? Like in that first chapter when they're talking about, you know, burning the boy or ki- like killing the boy, they say, oh, you know, what happens to the soul? And this is like they sort of oh. talk about, oh, what happens to them? And then they make a point. There was a point later that the Seons were, you know, some uh, some sort of product of the power of Elantris. So maybe they're the souls of Elantrians who have died, but their soul just mm. like exists as this ball of light that travels around. And they, I'm but sure they if wouldn't that would know. Be bad I guess. Or good. Well, maybe 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 they lose their memories, yeah. their, their specific memories when they ascend, when they die and become just a ball of right. light, soul light. And so, but, like, yeah. uh, and it almost struck me the relationship between the Seons and the people almost struck me as like a demon relationship from golden compass it's like yeah yeah like they're almost tied uh, to yeah. an individual because when he's dead and he calls for we what we assume is his seon his seon doesn't show up so it's not like his seon just like random like we joked about it but it's not like his seon just took off so maybe when he like died his seon was gone so i don't know that that's correlated but i mean obviously we don't know where his seon is so yeah yeah hmm. that's, that's that is also a cool point yeah, I'm trying to decide if that would like would would you want to become a ball of light to live maybe forever as like a freaky ball of light after you <laughs> died? Like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, better than a zombie who know. feels every pain ever. Well, okay, yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. zombie who feels every pain ever, ball of light. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, I'll go with a ball of light. Yeah, yeah, good call. I also like your idea that somehow, like, the king is behind uh, everything. And it's like, I, at first I was going to be like, well, why would he do that to his own son? And then I remembered that there's a section in this chapter where they're like, yeah, Rowden's like the most popular figure among the public. Uh, yeah. So it's like, oh, so maybe he was a threat to the king in some way. 
Yeah, and I mean, he could have waited for this opportune time because he still wanted this treaty with this other king. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, well, they signed the marriage contract. Now I can kill my son. Or even if he's not behind specifically the killing, maybe the the killing and going into Elantris is like a byproduct of something that he did, you know, whenever he came to power in this in this land, in this area. Mm. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. So yeah, those are some you guys came up with some decent stuff given that we know very little about what's going on so far. So I, I like uh, how much thought you're putting into it. So actually, for next time, and I'm gonna give you guys some information and answer a question that I've gotten a few times. So for next time, we're reading three chapters, four, five, and six, and I've gotten the question from a few different people if we're gonna do this book in chapter triads because this book is written. I don't know if it's entirely or just almost entirely, but at least mostly, if not completely, in triads with the three characters that we've just read about, each getting a chapter in that same order. We get Rowden, Serene, and Harathan. We get a chapter from their perspective, and they tend to occur in roughly the same time, like or cover roughly the same time. So sometimes you'll even get scenes that like you'll see the scene from one character's perspective and then the next chapter you see from another character's perspective hmm. who's also there somewhere okay. well, that's that sort of makes sense because like didn't serene see a dude like a plague victim being led to elantris and so we just sort of assume that was him yeah so people have asked me if we're going to do the book in that way because it kind of makes sense to do the in these groups i'm still basing it mostly on the length of the chapters and so for the first few episodes, we do actually end up just coincidentally being in three chapter chunks. But towards the end of the first third of the book, the chapters get a lot longer each and we move into two chapter episodes. So we're going to read uh, episodes where it'll be like we'll have like a Rowden and then a Serene chapter and then it'll be Rathen and then Rowden and then Serene and Rathen in the next episode. So it'll end up broken up and then. Towards the back half of the book, the chapters get way shorter and we end up with like six chapters an episode or there may even be a couple episodes that are more than six chapters. Wow. So in 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 I, I, I decided not to do the triads each episode in favor of keeping the length of the chapters that or the length of the sections we read about the same. So the length of the show hopefully stays about the same and we don't end up with like dramatically longer episodes and then dramatically shorter yeah. episodes. <laughs> But yeah, so that an to, to answer the question that I've gotten several times, that is what we're doing, and that's the reasoning behind it. But for next time, we are still doing three chapters, four, five, and six. So we'll get another triad for the next episode. Other than that, we have one email, and let me check real quick to make sure we don't have a new review since I last looked. Yeah, well, nobody's getting called a seon, so just forget about that. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's very upset about that. Like, I want to be a Saiyan. I want to be Aish. I want to be a specific character. <laughs> you, you want to be a zombie. I'll make you a zombie. You're a zombie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sweet, sweet zombies. Um, Okay, so I think the last one we read was Stole My, wife, my Wife's iPhone to, make, to do this review. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. So we actually have two reviews since then. So let's do the email first, then we'll go back and hit the reviews. So our email this week is from Andre, who says uh, – who – the title of the email is Brazilian Fan. Hello, guys. My name is Andre, but you can call me Drew if you want. So you guys have options here. And I'm from Brazil. I've been listening to your podcast for the past month, and I really love it. I'm currently on episode 16, and every time Joe sings It Sucks to Be a Ska, I sing alongside him, and it's really fun. <laughs> 
Miracle of Sound, better be careful. Otherwise, Joe might take his place, which is hilarious because for the episode that came out last <laughs> week, that is exactly what happened. Oh, awesome. <laughs> wow, if he's only on episode 16, can you imagine how long it's going to be before he hears this? He hears this episode. Yeah. This is yeah. <laughs> he says, I'm having lots of fun. I laughed out loud so many times hearing you guys that I lost count. I read Mistborn for the first time earlier this year and liked it so much that I'm basically doing what I call a Brandon Sanderson book marathon, which is reading all the Cosmere books. So I hope to catch up with you all soon. If you guys read this, it will probably be a little while until I find out. I made some basic cover art for you guys, and I hope you like it. It's the Sanderlanch podcast written in the Steel Alphabet, and he included several images that uh, he's oh, put awesome. there for us, which wow. are very cool Mistborn images. Which we now can't use because we've just moved away from Mistborn. So I'm actually going to be changing the art on our various pages to be something yeah. not Mistborny anymore. <laughs> well, post them on the gram. Let people see. Yeah, yeah. I'm put them on. I'll put them on Instagram yeah, or maybe Facebook or something. So that'll be great. Uh, keep up the awesome work and greetings from Brazil. So thanks, Andre. That was awesome. I love the art pieces and I will definitely do something with them that people will get to see. Instagram. Yeah, probably probably Instagram. Yeah. Although once again. Go. Once once again, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have moved away from. Uh, and I'll, I'll be trying Doesn't to Instagram have to Lantris be specifically related. Specifically related to Lantris, you can post another post. Yeah, yeah, I, I can make another post. I don't even have to make it on Monday. I can make it on some other day, just to look, be like, hey, look at this cool stuff. You you posted memes, damn it! You can post this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. I was thinking about Facebook because I post like fewer random fun things on Facebook than on Instagram. But if everyone's determined it should be Instagram because that's where pictures go, then we can do that. Uh, so our two reviews, both five star, just putting that out there. The first one is from Coco Bark, and it says friendly is the title. I love reading and following along with y'all. I'm listening to Spotify, but there's no way to rate it there. Thanks for putting this together. It's refreshing for those of us reading alone, having no one with which to speculate. That's it. Oh. Well, Coco Bark, you uh, pierced my heart. You saw right through me. You're a tin Shot eye. through the heart. I'm sorry. Say it again. I, 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 I sang it. <laughs> tin eye. Oh, gosh. Way to go, Coco Bark. You're a tin eye. Welcome to the Misting Crew. Uh, and the second one is from Apple Podcasts Iceland from our friend Ivar, who sent us some emails. He says, who needs a book club when you have the Sanderlanch? Fantastic podcast for people hacking through the Sanderson catalog for the first time. Dana, the host, does a great job hosting, and the rest of the crew have great chemistry <laughs> and a diverse set of theories. Uh, well, I think Thanks, we addressed this in a different episode. It's funny because, yeah, after the episode came out this week, somebody in the in the Discord was like, hey, Joe's thing really worked, even listening on one and a half speed. It was very obvious what he was saying, and I understood. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot I said it real slow. Data. There you go. With a T. Uh, hey, man, you, you hacked away right. You, you said we're hacking away through the books. You're hacking away to our hearts and to our reviews. So you're a thug. There you go, Ivar. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys get Mistborn titles because, again... We, we don't know nothing about the powers here, so <laughs> I don't I don't know what to call you other than that. So, also, I, I got a comment the other day on the uh, in the Discord that's like, how, I like how whenever someone sends an email, they get their name said. But whenever you talk about something that got said in the Discord, it's just like, yeah, some person in the Discord said this. Yeah, some guy. Like, Who's blood? I'm like, look, I have the emails open in front of me as I'm reading them. 
I don't have Discord open while I'm recording, so I don't want to be distracted by pings. So I'm just remembering things that happened in Discord. So to anyone else who's out there, like, who said these things from Discord? I don't know. It's, you know, it, it happened sometime in the past. I'm not looking for it. That's laziness for you. Yep. That's what we are here at the San Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Coupo. Coupo. Uh, and then uh, and then we got one one reply to our most recent uh, post of an episode on Twitter that uh, somebody I'm assuming that they're referring to Joe and it's really horrible. Uh, oh, maybe they're referring to someone else. It says t- it, it, it's it's T-E-H worst guy on the podcast having the worst taste in video games is the reveal of the year. There's always another secret, I guess. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, that's that's, that's got to wow. be about me. Worst oh, yeah, because you were talking about now. your taste in video games. Like, it's either you or me at that point, because we were talking about video games in that well, last episode. Yeah. Well, wait, that last episode, didn't we talk about Final Fantasy IX a bunch in the episode, in just this last one we did, or was it the one before? I don't remember for sure. Hey, anyway, uh, you know, video <laughs> games, they're, they're, a, they're a large category of entertainment just like movies you know mm-hmm. you, you, people people are gonna like different stuff oh man this just this person oh anyway so thank you everyone for your emails or we got one email thank thank you andre and thank you uh for the reviews coco bark and evar if you guys want to send us an email the address is the sanderlanch at gmail.com you can leave us reviews on apple podcasts and get jumped into the misting crew by joe if you leave a five-star review you can uh, find us on Twitter, on Instagram, as we've just been talking about, on Facebook, all the places on the Internet where things happen. We are there. Music by Miracle of Sound. And like I said, that is uh, the new song this week or that started this week is called The City of Dreams. And that we will have that for if my schedule holds out the next 17 episodes or 16 more after this one, I guess. But, uh Yeah. So remember for next time, three more chapters, four, five, and six of Elantris. So if you're following along, check those out. I know we had some people in the Discord who were like, I haven't read Elantris yet. I'm going to follow along with them. So I love that. Uh, I'm very excited to see uh, if anyone can actually stick with that, with our pace that we set. Um, I know (laughs) I I wouldn't be able to. I've read read through the 14 books in in, uh, The Wheel of Time in the last few weeks like i could not slow down to our pace if i had to on a new book <laughs> uh, good so. luck to you if you are trying it out though <laughs> enjoy <laughs> yeah yeah i'm impressed you're you're a better man than i gunga din as the thing goes make it shine gunga din i just read that full poem for the first time yesterday it's a really messed up poem yeah thanks everybody and wasing to the time of next koopo wasing to the time of next koopo there you go. Now you got it. <laughs> no, I, that, that's how we incorporate Lantris. It's just like, wasn't to the time of next. Colo? Colo? Yeah. <laughs> Colo. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's like, wasn't to the time of next. You understand? Yeah. Because it's hard to understand because it's <laughs> talk. That's like, I love that, actually. Wasn't to the time co- of next. I got to figure out how to maybe. say it. Just My name's Get up, get out of the city of dreams. Get up, get out. That was it in your brain. Get out, the voice will never die Feet up on the ledge Running out on the edge Ghosts in the city of dreams So before so, we start, 
pronunciation yep. of some of these names. Oh, yeah, yeah. Far out. <laughs> Our prince? Is it Rowden? Let me see if there's a pronunciation key somewhere, because that's a really good yeah. question. That's, I've uh, been I, saying I read it as Rowden. Rayden, but I don't know. What have you been saying, Joe? Rayden. Rayden. Okay, he, on his website, he has a pronunciation guide, so let's see what Sweet. it says. Okay. Ray we'll have to go there. It is Ray Odin. Is, Ray Odin? Uh, I, I, in my head, I always said Rowden, but apparently it is yeah. Ray Odin. Is it, Ray Odin. is it like Ray Odin all at once, or is it Ray Odin? This has it as capital R-A-Y dash O-H dash D-E-N. Ray Odin. Ray Odin. So, Ray Odin. Ray Odin. Ray so right. close to what I was saying, it sounds like. Yeah. And then our princess, uh, it says that her name is pronounced Sarene or Sarini, if you want to get technical. Oh, I was just going to call her Serene. Serene is, yeah, that's how I say yeah. it. Serene sounds dumb to me, so I'm not doing that. Yes. Serene. Okay, so Rayodin, Serene. Happy with that? Sure, I'm good yep. with that. Wait, what's the what's the high priest name again? Oh, Rothen. Uh, according to this, that is pronounced Raven, with a very oh. subtle H at the beginning. So like Raven. 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 I call him. I call him her. I call him Harathen in my head, and I'm I make it. We'll have to bring this up when we get after the the music. Be like, look, these names are pronounced weird. We're gonna say them different ways. Maybe uh, that's all there is to okay. it. Good couldn't news, it, couldn't everyone. Been... This is my friend Rothen. <laughs> couldn't have been. Uh, couldn't have been like Vin, you know. Right. So easy. <laughs> so easy. I'd swear we did not have this much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I started reading it and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I can't. My brain is not processing any of this. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. I kept thinking, oh god, I, I probably got to remember these names, don't I? <laughs> yep, and it's like name after name, then city, then country, then another country, then a religion, then all the titles of the religion. I was like, oh my god, oh my yeah. god, many words. It's a lot. It's a lot. Just real looking quick. at the princess going, Serene, 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 Vin Junior. We're going with Vin Junior. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the the country that they're in is it Arlon or Arlon or? I always said Aralon. Aralon. Uh, according to this, it is pronounced Aralon. Oh my oh god. god. Aralon. I'm going to say Aralon. I'm, I'm going to continue saying that. Aralon. Okay, cool. That's fine. Oh gosh. Aralon. <laughs> There's no E at the end. Or we can just do it all our own way. As you can go your own way. Yeah, people will be like, what? <laughs> okay. Oh, he! It Thank even you. has like a list of the vowels and how you say. Apparently, there are no U sounds in this language. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. The O is pronounced as in boat. The E is pronounced as in eat or as in bake. The I is is like bike, and the A is like bake. Hmm. So, is ash ash a or is it really ash? Oh, um. Also, according to this, sorry. Just while I'm reading this. A, a a double I pronounces both long I sounds. So that's the thing. Oh, man. <laughs> I think we're going to have to talk about this in the episode. Like, we can't waste all I mean, this great material. 